When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Set Leslie Bruce, your podcast all about Bruce Springsteen, his music, and mostly his fans. I am your host, Jesse Jackson. I have a return guest. Mark is joining me again. Mark, how you doing? I'm doing great, Jesse. How about you, my friend? I am good. Yeah, since you were, this is way back in October 2021. Yes, and. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, and so we both were in the Houston show. That's right. Uh, and so we thought we just would catch up. So first off, for those of you who did not hear the first show, when Mark was with me, tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, absolutely, Jesse. Born and raised in Carney, New Jersey, but I've been living in Houston since 2010, my introduction to Bruce, probably like a lot of people, I was 14 years old when Born in the USA came out and fell in love then, went out. Like a lot of people got a lot of the other albums and just lucky enough to see him a number of times and just a huge fan, love all his stuff. Doesn't matter if he's playing a kazoo on stage and singing with it. <laughs> as long as Bruce, I'm happy. Yeah, so what did you think of the Houston show? I, I loved it. My, my take, and you were there, so I'm curious to see what you thought. thought. I thought initially, again, this is just my own take, I thought the crowd was a little flat at the start, and then I thought it really, the crowd got way more into it as the show went on. I thought uh, the set list was great. Now, this Jesse, you and I are on Twitter. We follow all the Bruce. There's that one guy, No Surrender. You know, I don't think you could ever make him happy. But no, he... I, <laughs> I don't so know what. I, I actually saw someone. I hate to interrupt you, but I saw someone yeah. tweet that you should change your bio, No Surrender 99, to Bruce's number one fan after he releases tracks two. Because it seems yes. like that's all this guy wants. Absolutely. He yes. can never make him happy, no doubt. Exactly. Uh, here's my take on the set list, right? Yeah. If, if you're going to multiple shows, and if you're going maybe on consecutive nights or two of the next three shows, you're going to get a very static set list so far. Right. Put that aside, I'm not sure what more what people what else you could want on this set list he's playing a lot of stuff off a of letter for you so you're getting a lot of stuff there you're getting some great tracks 
from Wild Innocent. You're getting born stuff of a born to run. You're getting the rising. You're getting born to USA. So to me, it, it, and it fits. I think Bruce is telling a story, and the story he's telling is, as he puts it, the lights coming down the track. Right at seventy three, there's a lot more. When you're in your 20s, there's more tomorrows and hellos. And when you're in your 73, there's a lot less tomorrows and more goodbyes. And I think the set list fits in with that. I think Last Man Standing into Backstreets is just incredibly poignant. I think that just that's tells it. But I think the whole set list is really. I saw Stevie, I'll backtrack a second. I saw Stevie tweet something about, and then I didn't think about it what he did on Broadway, where there was a set static set list that told a story. And yes. I think that's what he's doing. And I think it's a great story. And I was really pleased with it. I, mean, I had no, think about it. In Houston, we got Priest, right? So <laughs> we yes. really so, complained too much. Yeah, it was, what was funny is I was telling Mark that someone had asked me to be on his podcast. And so that's, I'm running a little bit late with Mark, but we had a really good discussion and he asked me, what has been your live, what has been the best moment on your watching Bruce live? And I, I said that, and you and I talked about this last time, I said, the show in the woodlands where the two brothers got up and did no surrender and then one step up that they did were truly two of my highlights and now that when i think about it if i was the priest so three of my top highlights are in the houston area i was telling uh, you, and if i'm not mistaken isn't it didn't the brothers one of the brothers hold up the sign for priest in matthew no it was it wasn't not, matthew, okay. no but it was matthew okay Matthew is the one that hold up the play one step up okay so, yes Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once, new quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. 
Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report. And you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. I... When he said, uh, "I'm," I wrote this song 50 years ago. We started looking at each other. No, oh, and then we did it. It was amazing. <laughs> it was um, absolutely, yeah. Boy, there's a lot of noise again, and so we had talked about. We discussed this a little bit. Um, there is back noise again. There was a column that came out that talked about Bruce doesn't like his fans. And there was an artist art of him shooting the bird. There was some fans on there. I have heard from them that they were taken out of context, but the narrative basically is you have to be rich to enjoy a show this time. And that Bruce is totally unrealistic. I saw the New York post had an article See Bruce the same as a mortgage payment. I will be honest with you, Mark. It's starting to get me really angry. Yeah, I agree uh, with you. Yeah, so please share. Yeah. Here's a couple of things. I think if you were to take, I was lucky enough to be around because I'm old. But I remember the Tunnel of Love tour, and it was a, they were calling it a, a barn stop tour because they're doing a lot of one show, one city nights. So the price back then, it was probably, if you take an inflation, they were pretty pretty hefty tickets back at that time. Here's my take. I, I think I told you this before we talked. I got two pretty decent, yeah, they were up, they were upper level seats in Houston. I got two tickets for $40 each. So I spent, with the service fees, $120. I waited it out. I didn't get it the day of the sh- they went on sale. So I got to see him. I got to see him for a reasonable price. Yes. I'm not a fan of the dynamic pricing. That's what everybody does. Okay. So, you know, that's just, that's the way it's almost to me like people are taking it out on Bruce that Ticketmaster sucks and they've sucked for years and they suck for everybody. <laughs> so I don't like that. I don't think this whole thing about Bruce has lost touch with his fans. I, it bothers me too, just like you, Jesse, because the man does so much for charity. He talked about the Houston, the Houston Food Bank after the show. Every show he does, if you listen to the releases, he's always asking for the work with the food banks in the local cities. He's done so much for charity. The, the ticket situation is not perfect. It, it's not going to be perfect. But I think part of it is that the dynamic ticking concept's terrible. I think, and this is just, again, my opinion, I think John Landau put out a tone-deaf press release when all this came out. I think he could have – he basically came out – if I remember, if I'm going to paraphrase here and say, 
it's the way it is and this is what everybody does now and this is what we're doing and it, it just it, it could have been a, maybe a way to finesse that so there, there's part of me that thinks that added to it i think part of it is a lot most of up until new york right i think it's all one city one day so you're, you're going to get supply demand issues but there's this jesse there's just people that don't like bruce because he's so popular and because he means so much to so many people there's some people that don't like him because of his politics. I'm sure the New York Post, being a Murdoch yes. <laughs> paper, falls into that a little bit. So, yeah, they're going to take a swipe at the hero of the working man charging that much. But I, I think if you want to, again, I'll, say, I'll speak for me. I've seen Bruce, gosh, in, in the 30s times. I was ready to say, all right, I won't go in Houston. I waited out and got a ticket. I think if people can just be a little patient and wait things out. And I think this second leg where you're starting to play multiple nights and some cities, I think it'll work out. Yeah. I, I mentioned yesterday on Twitter that I just did some spot checking on future shows and there were plenty of tickets under $300, some under a hundred. Now mm-hmm. they're upper level. They may be behind the stage and and there are people that go, I don't want a tickets like that. And I'm like, okay, that's your choice. But that's I, not totally. Bruce's choice, right? That's totally right. Yes. And if it, and and I do think that Terry Smith and I were just talking this week, not for a recording, just to catch up. And he and I both agree that okay, Bruce makes a lot of money. John Landau's management group makes a lot of money. Sony Uh makes a lot of money. You would think between the three of them, they could find the highest paid, most gifted public relations person (laughs) to say, okay, how do we handle this? And they just didn't. Yeah, it was – even – and I get it. He was in the worst spot. Bruce made a comment uh, at the end of the show. If you're disappointed, yeah. <laughs> let me know. It just, I, first of all, I think the backlash caught a lot of people off guard. I, I, I'll be honest with you. Until the Bruce shows went on sale, I had no idea what dynamic pricing was. I went back and started researching it and then reading yeah. articles about it. I was like, what the hell? What the hell is this? Yeah. I just think, to your point, <laughs> you should have had a, a real good PR team in place that could have de- dealt with this, no doubt. Yeah. And, it, you're like, wait a minute. I I do think dynamic pricing is horrible. I also think that there is a there is a sneakiness to it. Like one of the things I've mentioned a couple of times, Mark, is like with Uber, you and I are at dinner. Let's say I go down to Houston to visit you and I meet. We go to dinner and it's and okay, I'm we give each other a hug. I'm about to get an Uber so I can go to my hotel room and surge pricing. It's saying that the price for Uber is four times the going rate. We have a choice. I either can get in that and pay her the higher rate, or you and I could go back, have dessert, cup of coffee, right. and wait, right? Wait. Absolutely. With Ticketmaster, they don't tell you, oh, because of demand, the price is now four times what the base rate is. Do you still want to go? 
Um, because then you could say, no, I'm going right. to gamble. And I've told this story a few times. So if, but I haven't told it, the story I've told it haven't been released yet. So if you're a listener, you've heard this story, but Mark has not. <laughs> so early years ago, I went to a Weight Watchers meeting and this lady was just, I thought made so much sense. She says, we do the wrong things. You're on the program. You're trying to watch your weight. You want a piece of chocolate cake. What you do is you eat the chocolate cake and you feel bad and you hate yourself the rest of the day that you ate the cake. Or you don't eat the cake and then you feel cheated and you're and you're depressed because you didn't get to have the cake. The better thing to do is if you want the cake, eat it, enjoy it, savor it, and then get back on the program the next day. Or don't eat the cake and then be happy. Be proud that you stayed on the program. Right? So if you absolutely have to have a ticket because you've got to buy hotel rooms, you got to buy airfare, you've got family in that city, pay the ticket and go, okay, I paid too much, but I know I have the ticket. Or I agree. do like you said, I may miss Houston, but I'm going to wait and see. And then you go, yeah. oh, turns out I can do this. Exactly. And, and so what instead is people, and I'm generalizing, they pay the day of the, it goes on sale. They end up paying too much. And then they're angry that, God, if I had waited, I could have been, right? But you didn't right. want to wait. You, that's right. That's yeah. right. You're spot on. You're yeah. spot on. And so I think it is. I do agree that it, I, I would think that, and you're already, you can see some venues. There is tickets to go. I think we're going to see. And I think the reality is there are certain East Coast cities where it's always going to be a tight ticket. Okay. It's going to be rough, and I, I hate that for them. I hate that they have trouble going to, if you live in Boston, trying to go to your home show. That sucks. It, I get it's it. It's going to be hard. Yeah. Do you – where else have you seen Bruce? <laughs> It's not. It's a long list, but not that long. I've seen him okay. in Philadelphia. Seen him in. I'll say the New York, New Jersey area because I've seen him at almost every venue there. Okay. I've seen him in Minneapolis, St. Paul, and I said Philadelphia, Houston. Yes. Do you think that Houston shows are always just a little less energy? Because I think Dallas shows are. Like I've seen, like after I saw him in Jersey, I'm like, okay, now I understand why people say, oh, Texas slows. Now, Austin, I thought had a really great vibe this past year, you know, this couple weeks ago. But do you feel like sometimes Dallas and Houston are a little just not as energetic? Interesting you say that. I'll say this. I saw him on the rising tour at the old summit so this is going yeah. back 2003 and i thought the place was electric i thought okay. it was, i thought it was great then i saw him i think you were there too at cynthia woods mitchell it, because of the small venue 
it was yep. it was jumping. So I, I can't I, I can't say so. The, so the, those two I thought were really good. This past show, like I said, I just thought and tell me if you agree. I thought it was like the first into about this the eighth or ninth song was just very flat. Yeah, I think it was a late arriving crowd. I think there was a lot of people got there after the show started, and then it was just seemed to me be a little bit flat. I think so a little bit too. And I okay. do I do feel they say I've never seen him in Europe, but they say there's a different energy there. I do feel like the East Coast has this a little more energy than we Texas Southern people do, you yeah. know? Yeah, I think so too. It's funny, I'll tell you it's funny. The a couple of days after the show I actually called into E Street Radio. Um, okay. Gosh, my name went completely blank. Jim. Jim Rotolo. Jim Rotolo, yeah. yeah. And I, I said, I thought the I remember if he goes, what? He was so shocked. I'm like, yeah, it was a little, a little bit flat. No, it's interesting. I saw, I went to the road, the closing of the rodeo, and people used to, not used to come care of this, but just, I think it ties in. And Luke Bryan was the closing act. And I love Luke Bryan. He's one of my favorite country performers. And the first three or four songs, everybody was sitting in their seat. And the song would end in applause. By the time the show closed, everybody was standing up going crazy. And I think that ties into your point. I think the Texas crowd is, it like, it's, it like builds to that explosion yeah. where I think in the Northeast, people walk in the door ready to like blow the roof off. Yeah, I think the same thing that that's one of the complaints people have about the Dallas Cowboy crowd is that often people are there to want to be seen, not necessarily <laughs> cheer for the team. And right. So that that's pretty cool. That's great. What did you share with Jim? So my my take with Jim was I thought there was my exact thing was I thought the crowd was flat and it built into it, and I thought the set list was incredible. We talked a little bit about getting Priest, which was at that point the first time it had been played. I think maybe ever, if not fifty yeah. years. And what we really talked about, Jim was making the point about what kind of what's wrong. Like he doesn't under, he couldn't understand the complaints about the set list and what I said to him was, I think, again, like I t- told you, if you take that as a single show, there's no complaint. And I'm curious to see what you said, because I know you've been to multiple shows. If it bothered you that it was as static as it was, or if not, to me, it was fantastic. But I'd yeah, so I, I went, I was at Dallas February 10th. And so that was the first one loved everything about it i even i came here afterwards and i did a quick recording about it. i even loved kitty's back i oh, I, I asked because i'm not a big kitty's back and i mm-hmm. i asked kitty's back to forgive me that it should have been <laughs> and so i really enjoyed it and my wife said okay one of the reasons i agreed to go to multiple shows is you said he always changes the set list now you're telling me that it's going to be the same. <laughs> so then after the show, we're driving home and it's my son and Linda and I, and Linda said, if I get that set list again, I'm going to be happy. That was <laughs> yes. good. good. So then we went to Houston and 
I I enjoyed it immensely. Of course, we got Priest. He also opened with Night, which he hadn't, yes. he hadn't opened yeah. with. Right. Whole, yeah. And then two days later, I drove down to Austin. My only disappointment in Austin was George Strait introduced him, and George didn't play. That, I, mean, you know, I, I was surprised by that also. Yeah. Just <laughs> I being selfish, but when when they talked – and by the way, someone from Canada – sent me a text like, yeah somebody walked on stage with him i don't know who <laughs> i'm like okay this happens to be george Strait. yeah <laughs> and and so i was like he's got to come back and sing and i was debating him back in my mind like, okay you know what could they do tougher than the rest can they do one of george's songs like what can right. they do and and so i was a 9.5 instead of a 10 just right. Oh, just a little bit. But, I, Mark, my first time I saw Bruce was in The Rising in 2002 in Dallas, and Don Henley came out and sang I Fought the Law. Oh, nice. Okay. Then my second time, Jimmy LaFay came out, and they did My Oklahoma Home. So I was like, oh, this is what Bruce does. <laughs> he always yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I... So I got very little difference and I had no problems with it whatsoever. I'm because I saw the river four times and (laughs) Linda asked, are you tired of hearing it? And I said, the songs I love, I still love the songs. I don't particularly like, I don't particularly that. And they're different. I'm not a Ramrod fan, but okay, that's fine. And it's funny. I'm okay. I, I, it's funny because I heard I was listening to None But the Brave the other. I, I listened yeah. to the podcast the other day. They made a comment about this very song. I'm going to say it. What's his not? Oh gosh, Flynn made yeah. a comment. He said, "If I don't, if I never hear out on the street again, I'll be okay." <laughs> I went. Yeah. I got. I feel the same way. But I'll tell you this. When he played it yeah. in Houston, even though it's not one of my favorite, I had such joy because I'm like, it was, it's <laughs> make the best out of it, right? Yeah. Get lemons, make lemonade. I'm like, all right, Bruce Springsteen singing a song right in front of me. Get into it. So, Out of the Street is one of my son's favorite songs. And the reason why is <laughs> he always says, Dad, I don't care if you're the CEO. Or you're the guy loading boxes in the truck. Everyone on Monday, you're already thinking about Friday. (laughs) So that line always makes me smile. I also love when he says, when they do that, meet me on the street, Susie and Susie. So that's it. So... That's the. I get you and Flynn saying, I don't need to hear that again. Yeah. But that's, I could get prove it all night. Eh, I'm good. I've heard it plenty of times live. I'm okay. It's funny. I have an aunt, God love her, but we always just say she doesn't have opinion. She has facts. And so yeah. where I'm going with that is I, 
because I like something, I don't expect like everybody to. I, that's what I love about the Bruce family is that we have songs that are like, yeah, you know what? Yeah. And, but you love it. And I think that's great to have that. I, 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 every once in a while, like, I'll tease somebody. They'll have a name your favorite Bruce Springsteen song and on Twitter, and I'll put like an obscure one and I'll put like the shocked face. But it's, you know, just teasing. It's like, hey, what? It, I always says it's what the song means to you. Is it, it doesn't matter what it means to anybody else. You know, that's the thing. That's so well said, right? Because we can go. If I, I love Land of Hope and Dreams. I could hear ah. that every concert if I wanted. Agreed. Right? Um, Agreed. And I'm sure there are people tired of the rising. Now, I. That's the only song he's played every show I've attended. All 19 shows, he's done The Rising. So at this point, I don't want my streak to end. And I'll tell you, this is, I don't know if you would agree, but I'm going to give you my yeah. take is if you want to call it post reunion, yeah. I think it's the most important Bruce Springsteen song post reunion. I think you could make that argument very much. Yeah. And I think that's why it continues. Mm-hmm. Um, I had never gotten Johnny 99 till it came. Um, so I think it's fun to get an electric Nebraska song in there. I love uh, it. Yeah. I, and I would love a Western star song. Absolutely. Pick your, take your picture, Bruce. I'd love it. I enjoyed the two covers. I, I thought they were, I, I went, I thought they were great. I really did. Yeah. I, I was surprised. I, when I said this is funny, I loved Night the Commodore's version of Night Shift. I thought right. that when it came out, it was a great song. When he did Don't Lose was it Lose That, Don't Play That Song. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think it was gonna be as it was funny because we talked about the crowd being flat. I think that's when the crowd came to I life. I think you're right. I think that song got people going and using that. I thought it was a great rendition. Yeah. I have no problem with the two the two two cover songs. I thought those were fine. If you were to say to me where, what would I, magic wand, what would I have changed? Yeah, I can't. I don't know. I don't know if I would even if I can really even pick something. I think it, it all fit. It's it was a good sampling of his career. Maybe oh, what song was it that I thought I said? Oh, I no, I don't. I, I, I was content with it. I'll go back to what I said. Yeah. Actually, there, there'd be nothing to change. Yeah, I would love Burning Train. We didn't get Burning Train. And they got no. that. Didn't they get that? Didn't they get that in Florida? I think one yes, of the they earliest. Did. Yeah. yeah. And so, but a lot of people love "Prove It All Night," right? It's, and, it's, it's a, yeah, yeah. And so I was so happy to get the Promised Land. And you're right, Night Shift. Don't play that song. E Street Shuffle doesn't mean anything to me, but I know that's once again that was really fun to do. Um, it's funny because i don't know if you would agree with this but i think kitty's back in night shift i think and i'm stealing this from the nothing but the brave but i thought at the time i think it might be in they might be in there too to give bruce a little bit of a break because they have long yeah. instrumentals and once, I'm like, once i heard them say that i went d you're yeah, right <laughs> I, I, I totally agreed i totally when i heard them say that i went you're right that I remember thinking, yes, I thought yeah. it too. I was like, yeah. And especially, I think, having – usually Kitty's back's an encore song. Right. And having it so early, I was like, well, that gives Bruce a nice little break, no doubt. 
And I think you brought up a good point, and you're not the first one to say that, but if you build an Excel spreadsheet, put the albums they're from, and the year, this is a really nice retrospective. This told, is, yes. yeah, this is, and you're getting a lot of new songs, which is, we're getting Ghost, Letter to You, The Last Man Standing, and we got, if I was the priest, I'll see you in my dreams. You can't complain. You're not getting you know, new songs. Yeah. And I, I don't know about you, but I thought Last Man Standing, the acoustic was incredible. I agree. Incredible. Yeah. And the other people who complain about the encore, I think I picture this as okay. You've set through the vegetables, and now then, you casual fans, I'm about to give you six in a row that you can go home and say, I got to hear Bruce Springsteen. And so Thunder Run, Wonder Run, Rosalita, Glory Days, Dancing in the Dark, 10th Avenue, Freeze Out. Just bump, 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 bump. Bump, Absolutely. Yeah. And then you send us off, and I'll see you in my dreams, and it's just wonderful. Beautiful. Yeah, song. yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. What else do we need to visit about, my friend? Well, we said we mentioned in the, the pre when we were talking about maybe the whole the Backstreets magazine, yes. and, which it ties up. And that took that that hit home because I I used to subscribe <laughs> for all you young people out there. There was a time when there was no internet, so <laughs> we used to get our set list information way in in the rear from Backstreets magazine. So there's some. There's a lot of history there. There's a lot of you know, a lot of Bruce fans tied to that. It was the original kind of spring nuts, if you will. I don't get it, and it goes to what we talked about earlier. To to each their own, and everyone's entitled to their opinion. And I'm, but I didn't. If you want to end the magazine and the website, fine. I just thought the logic was. Not didn't make sense to me. I'd love to know your feelings on it, Jesse. Yeah, so I have mixed emotions, and I listened to the number. I listened to the number of the brave podcast. I I love those guys, and they do a very different kind of podcast than I do. <laughs> They're a lot more about the music, and when they even say for the discriminating fan, and I am, you know. I am burger. I am cheeseburgers and French fries. If they are filet and red wine, <laughs> but I don't like the idea that they're trying to say. I don't feel it's fair to say it's a conscious of faith, and therefore, we feel like we need to close down because we just can't have that same excitement for the tour. I. And that I'm sad to say. I do know that this has been sad for a lot of people because let's forget ticket prices for now. Let's forget that. There is hundreds, if not thousands, of people whose routine was there was a show last night. I wake up, I fire up the computer, I go to back streets. I read the set list. I wait for the review. hundred percent. That is. Um, right here. I did it for years. Yeah, right? yeah, you I did mean, that, exactly. That is 
I wake up and I do Wordle. That's mm-hmm. one of the first things I do in the morning just to start my day. That is part of my routine. I do Springsteen hurdle. <laughs> I, you know, I do Love hurdle. It. Love it. And so I get that. And that's a sad thing that that's not there. I also understand that in this current world, magazines are not that's right. the thing. They don't make money. And I get that if they no longer have the passion – I just think it was a little unfair to say, and Bruce has disappointed us, so we're going to take our ball and go home. That's that. I, yeah, I agree with you, Andre. You could say, "Hey, magazine business has changed. This has changed." It, the idea that somehow, because of again, we're going back to ticket price, but <laughs> ticket pricing is higher. That somehow Bruce Springsteen's not the same, and the the, the faith has been broken. I, I don't agree with that at all. The one other thing I was yeah. going to mention, and I don't know. If you had this, but I certainly had it. He he's in great shape, right? But he's still 72, 72 years. A couple times it went through my head that this could possibly be the last time I ever see Bruce Springsteen. And I doubt it, but that wasn't lost on me. And I think maybe because of the way the set list with a lot of letter to you stuff and ghost and the tribute to Danny and Clarence, that maybe that was maybe that skewed my thinking. But I definitely had that thought that if not the last, you know, he, there's more, there's going to be a lot less tomorrow. So enjoy what we're seeing now. Totally. When I was, when I was watching that river tour in 2016, that I said, it felt to me like the band was having a sense of joy because they realize the amount of days in front of them are shorter than the days behind them. Right. That was before a pandemic for another five years. And I, somebody told me that they don't think Bruce will ever stop touring, that he may do like Devils and Dust or Broadway or because you could take Broadway on the road and do very well. But he, they did say that there. this could be the last E Street band tour. Wouldn't right? surprise me. Would not surprise me. I, and I'll be honest with you. I was some, and I think obviously the pandemic affected things. I was surprised he didn't take the Broadway show on the road. Yeah. You, you did that the, all the theaters around the, the country. So that did surprise me. No, the, being a, they're not young guys. It's a strenuous show. Yeah, it would not surprise me if this was the last. And I think maybe this still, I'm sure we're going to see an extent. They're already extending the second U.S. leg. We'll probably see some more of that. But I don't know. I'm sure you did on the Howard Stern interview where he said he 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 couldn't imagine retiring. He's never going to retire. He's always going to do something. Yeah. And I hope for the sake of people in South Africa, Australia, places that I hope they want to go overseas again more than just the Europe tour yeah. it he's never played Israel I would I know that there oh, are, I didn't even think yeah, about yeah that. I, I would love for him for that sake yeah so it is the, I would love to see this tour go two years yeah and just see it we just don't know and it's been a lot of fun and I was just asked, how do I feel the 
what's the temperature of Springsteen fandom? And they said, are, I was asked, do you think the casual fans aren't going to the shows and it's just the hardcore? And I said, I actually would flip that. I think there's more first times and casual fans going this tour because they've wanted to. And I think there may be a few fans that are hardcore that have seen the band plenty of times. If I can't get a pit or if I can't get early, I just don't want to go. <laughs> and and my one of my best friends said that. Sam's like, hey, I'm sure it'd be fun. He saves his money so he can go Steve Earle and other of these bands where he's elbows on the stage. Right. Williams and these other people. And he's I'm good. And I, on the other hand, I, I'm i still chasing. I'm only at 19. I, I want to get as many as I can. And there's, song, there's songs that you uh, – it, it, not that I was – it's not – I wouldn't say put it in my top there, but hearing to hear E Street Shuffle live, right? I was like, wow, that's another one off the list. I'd never heard right. it before live. So it will cross that off, and it was – I did a great job. But yeah, I, I hope we – I hope you get to 50. <laughs> yeah, me too. I really yeah. do. And the idea that they seem to be having fun. I think um, so, yeah. I do say, hey, Bruce, if you're listening, get a better PR person. I invest some of that billion, half a billion dollars onto it. And yeah, I totally I, agree. I think that will help. Yeah, that's good. No Are doubt. you, did you buy any tickets for the second round or are you just waiting? I'm waiting. I have uh, I have a lot of family in Jersey, so I'm assuming I'm hoping someone gets an extra ticket. I could go up, fly, stay with the family. For free. We'll see how that goes. How about you? Have you gotten anything for the second leg yet? No, I am taking okay. the attitude that I'm going to wait and see. Um, I this is uh, this is funny. We have an office in Havasu, Arizona, okay. which is north of Phoenix and uh, west of las vegas and we have been talked i've been i had asked my boss multiple times because the team there reports to me and so i talk to them on zoom and via teams all the time and i'm the one that does their schedules and all this stuff i emailed my boss i said hey john just want to remind you i really think that it would be good for me to spend a week in the Havasu office. We've talked about that doing before, and I really think this would be smart. On a totally unrelated note, Bruce Springsteen is playing in Phoenix, Arizona, November 30th. <laughs> I have no idea why these two items are on my the same note. But Just they, a thought. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And was- he, he smiled and he he says, uh, he says, let me look at the budget and see what I could do. So my hope is he's going to let me spend a week, which is true. I do want to spend a week with the employees and the team. But then if I fly in out of Phoenix, because Havasu, you can't fly into. So you either have to fly into Vegas or to Phoenix and drive yes. up. So if I could catch a Phoenix show, I would be, be pretty happy. I Linda would love to go to Chicago. We've you know that we, would be, be a fun be, city be, to go to. 
Wrigley Field, you beat. I was about to say, if you were to ask me, yeah, hey, I, I get one wish. I think I, think I would go with Wrigley, cause Wrigley Field because I love Chicago. Yeah, seeing them outside is always great. Wrigley yeah. Field, you, you, yeah, yeah, I think Linda's spot on with that one. The other thing is, I'm trying to get her to is um, if we could get tickets for one of the Canadian shows Ooh, nice. and build that kind of as a little mini vacation. The kind of size of sightsee. So we're going to see. We'll wait and see. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, good. that's perfect. Yeah. And then I think the only other thing we would talk about, if you want, <laughs> what I'm going to get to, is just our uh, be, being blue folks in a red state. <laughs> Mark, it is just so hard, isn't it? it, it yeah. It's hard. Here's what, here's what I say, Jesse. It, it's, it's sometimes it's just the ridiculousness, and we have two senators. One is one is much worse than the other, and the other one's no picnic either. But yeah, just some just the nonsense that gets said. Where I don't mind if listen, you're gonna have difference of opinion. You're gonna have different, but when you blatantly just spin things and not tell the truth, that just drives me crazy. Yeah, my congressman is Michael Burgess, and he does nothing on social media except claim that Joe Biden is just doing the worst job ever. And anytime I email him or Senator Cruz or Senator Corwin, I get an email back explaining why I'm wrong to believe what I believe <laughs> right. and that they have to do things. I do think John Corwin is slightly more i certainly think he is more ethical and has more i i honestly think he's doing what he thinks is right i don't agree with what he's thinking is right but i feel like yes is an honorable man that i don't agree with ted cruz is just all about just being mean-spirited and mean-spirited Pandering to the lowest common denominator. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to make a bad joke, but I don't know. Somebody said the other day, I thought it was so true that Ted Cruz now with his beard looks like a werewolf that stopped mid transition. Like he didn't quite get from human all the way, yes. all the way to werewolf. The thing with Ted Cruz, and this I tell people all the time, this sums up Ted Cruz in a nutshell is Trump called his father a murderer and his wife ugly. And Ted Cruz spent the next four years kissing that same man's backside because he was just wanted to make sure he didn't lose votes. That's all you need to know about Ted Cruz. Yeah, and it's just it's horrible. Just I don't understand at all. And when, on election day, Linda and I are sitting there like, I how did this lieutenant government lieutenant governor win? How did our attorney general that is under indictment win? Just it's, you just and it just it's my it's it mind blowing. Yes, it is. Yeah. And I no. and I feel bad, Mark, because I will see people on social media. I would never spend time in Texas. And I'm like, I get you, but we have great Tex Mex and there's there, there are good people here. That's it. There's so many I've run into so many good people and that's why I tell people when they say don't was it? Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater, right? Exactly. There's, there's yes. so much good here, and let's let's just give it time, and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we'll come to our senses. Oh, that's awesome.
Mark, next time in Houston, hopefully I will be able to find time. We can break bread together. Absolutely. If or if I'm in Dallas. If I will you're in you Dallas, know. yes, absolutely. This is a blast. I don't know. Maybe we'll both end up in Chicago. And if that would do, be great. Yeah. That would be awesome. I'd All love right, it. my friend. If someone wants to reach you, what's the best way? Twitter. At okay. EMDelesio22. All right. Thank you, my friend. Listeners, be safe, be kind, and we'll talk to you soon. Goodbye. There we go. Another episode. I'm about to go through a couple of things where you can reach me and give me feedback. Um, So if you want to skip this, I understand. But I do hope you check it out every once in a while. I'm available on Twitter at Jesse Jackson DFW. The show is available at SetLustingBruce. You can send me an email, setlustingbruce at gmail.com. You can send me a voicemail at 469-249-2442. I am currently doing a few other podcasts, perfectly good podcast, John Hyatt from A to Z, where Sylvan Groth and I discuss every John Hyatt song in alphabetical order. My Babylon 5 podcast is Last Best Hope for Conversation, where Lou, Karen, and I discuss every episode of Babylon 5 in chronological order. I still am doing Next Stop Everywhere, the Doctor Who podcast with my brother in time, Charles Gags. And then finally, How Many Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that counts, where my buddies and I discuss pop culture. You can go to our Patreon page and support the podcast for as little as a dollar a month. You can go to our Facebook page, like, and please, please go to iTunes or wherever you get your podcast and leave a five-star rating and review for all of the podcasts that I'm doing. It's okay if you don't listen to them, but if you subscribe and rate, it really will make my day better. Thank you, and I will talk to you soon. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only, Set Listening Bruce. The theme for Set Listening Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com 
Code Pantheon. Score more fantasy points.